your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Yesterday, management at University Hospital Limerick appeared before the Joint Oireachtas Health Committee, as the Dáil and Shannon, to answer questions arising from a HICWA report, which listeners will remember we reported on earlier in the summer. The report followed an unannounced visit of the ED at UHL over the St. Patrick's weekend. The report had raised serious red flags surrounding overcrowding at University Hospital Limerick. It detailed how the hospital is failing to comply with national standards governing patient dignity, patient care and staffing levels. And our head of news, Gillian, was monitoring what was going on at the committee. Good morning to you. Morning, Joe. So what happened yesterday? Well, it was very interesting indeed. Uh, We had a number of the main players from the UL Hospitals Group many of whom have been on your very programme, Joe, a number of times. Uh, The CEO of the group, Colette Cowan, you had Professor Brian Lenehan, who's the Chief Clinical Lead at the UL Hospital, and also you had Dr. Mike O'Connor and Maria Bridgman, who's in charge of community services. And they were answering all of these things that had come out in the HICWA report that TDs and senators were questioning on them. Um, The inspectors of that report had found that the hospital had not got adequate measures in place to address the overcrowding, the ineffective patient flow, insufficient nursing staff levels and prolonged uh, waiting times for patients in the emergency department. There was really robust questioning, but uh, equally robust defending by management at the UL Hospitals Group. Colette Cowan outlined some really stark figures. She pointed out that back in 2009, when reconfiguration had happened and that... uh, the Midwest region was a front runner in that. It had been recommended in a report that to compensate for the fact that the EDs would close in Ennis and Nina, UL should have 642 beds. That's back in 2009. We're now in 2022 and it is it has 530. And in that time, so we're, we're you know, a gap of 100 beds. In that time, population has grown. People are, are getting older. There's more illness. She talked about that. So the, that capacity issue, also the fact that they did 25% increase in the number of people presenting in the emergency department in uh, the first part of 2022. Um, so capacity being a big problem. She also talked about, you know, the things that they are doing, that they're adding things the whole time to the, the hospital, the new MRI scanners. They've added 98 beds since the pandemic. They're about to start a new 96 bed unit also at the hospital and also talking about, uh, you know, what they're doing to try and get more things happening in community services uh, so that, you know, people aren't presenting at the emergency department. There's been a lot of coverage of Richard O'Donoghue's contribution, the independent TD in Limerick. There has indeed, and we covered some of that in our own bulletins yesterday, where he had made accusations that there was a lack of reporting of minor and major incidents at the hospital, that this was his opinion because he'd spoken to a number of staff members when he'd been in the hospital himself, and he said they say that there's a, you know they're too afraid to report things. Now, Professor Brian Lenehan was really robust in his response to that, and he refuted it completely, said that that, you know, their culture is to encourage reporting, that they have processes in place, that every incident that's reported is then classified, it's investigated and it's followed up on and that they consider it a really, really important part of how they work there, that every single incident is reported. Um, But he also talked, Richard, who I know on your programme talked about that 
thing that happened to him last, I think it was last February, where he overturned his car, a very serious uh, accident for him. And uh, he talked about that uh, at the meeting yesterday. At the outset, I would love to see UHL be the top hospital in the country. That's at the outset. I've had family that have trained in your hospital in the earlier years, who are near retirement age now. And it was, and I must emphasise, it was the best training hospital in the country at that time. Mm. Student nurses wanted to go there to be trained because of what it meant to be trained in UHL. My biggest concern with the hospital, and I don't say it um, heartily, is the HICWA inspection, number one. Number two, the concerns since I've been a TD and before of my concerns of the hospital for morale, number one for the staff. And I'm a person that spent time in, in the hospital myself in February when I overturned my car. Now, again, I hate saying this, but UHL wasn't my first choice. I actually went to John's first, and they wouldn't, they, they sent me back to UHL. And I actually asked them, I said, can you send me somewhere else? They said, no. Now, for me to say that, and I want UHL to be the top hospital in the country, that it's only concern for me, but it should be a massive concern for you. And then Deputy Morris Quinlevin, Gillian uh, Sinn Féin, Limerick City TD, he also referred to the fears people have about attending the emergency department. He did, yes. Uh, Deputy Quinlevin also talked about uh, the impact on elderly people and he raised some very worrying concerns about elderly patients with dementia who had been to the emergency department. So what I want to know is what is the government's plan and what's your plan? What, what you've asked for the government to do no, I'm not, I'm not too bothered what happened. Well, I am bothered what happened in the past, but we are, that is the past. I want to look at where we are now and where we can get you. Because I deal with people, as you all do, every single day in that hospital. I deal with the families in distress. Um, incredible waiting times for people. We've had stories of uh, people with dementia ex- exiting the hospital and not being, not being missed for a while. I've had dealt with three of those families recently where people with dementia were uh, left the hospital very, very traumatic for the families and very traumatic for the staff as well, in fairness. Um, we, do have, we do have the situation in Limerick, and I wouldn't be the only person to say this, where people are not going to the ED, where people are afraid to go to the ED, especially older people don't want to go there because they know they're going to, they know they're going to be there for, for hours and hours and hours. So my questions are, uh, what immediate steps have been taken to address the overcrowding in the here and now? Because the 48 beds, or the 96 beds, which, as I said, will deliver 48 beds, but it's very welcome aren't going to come for a couple of years. So I want to know what's happening in the air now. What support do you need from government to make an immediate impact on the issue? And do you think that the appropriate level of care can consistently be delivered to those being treated in such conditions? That's Deputy Morris Quinlevin. So Gillian, what was Cadet Cowan's response to that? Well, um, well, how she responded was a number of ways that they're going to tackle that. I mean, it is very concerning to think that patients with dementia are wandering out of the emergency department. Um, but she said that they will be, they have several strategies in place to improve the community care services so that people, um, w- like those elderly patients, will be treated in other settings rather than the emergency department. She also pointed to the fact that while there are, there's a plan for the 96 bed block, which is starting very shortly. That'll take two years. She says they need uh, another 96 bed block. And I should say that 
the 96 bed block that's being built is actually only another 48 beds because it's 48 of them are just replacing 48 that are already in the hospital but are no re, no longer really fit for purpose. So she says they need another 96 bed block on top of the one that's going to happen in the next two years. But she said that's likely to be another five to ten years before they get get that. And that's all just in a cat, on a catch-up basis. And then the last thing that she said was an elective hospital. We need an elective hospital in the region to deal with these capacity issues. And uh, Carl Crow, who is Fianna Fáil TD in Clare, he raised this issue of the electoral, elective hospital, didn't he? He did indeed, because uh, according to HSE policy, to have one in the Midwestern region isn't really needed. We had Robert Watt and Paul Reid sitting directly across the same room from support, as they have advised government, having elective hospitals in Dublin, Cork and Galway. But their recommendation is Dublin, Cork and Galway. That's the recommendation Slauncher and Department of Health have given to the Minister and Cabinet by way of memo. That is what the advice has been. So somewhere in that vertical chain of command, there is somebody who does not believe in elective hospital. The advice given to this government is there should be only three and Limerick isn't there. And the people who prepare that advice, and for better or worse, Minister Stephen Donnelly and whoever becomes the next minister after him and so on and so on, they will follow the advice of their chief advisers and the Slauncha Care, all party, uh, buy into that advisory group. And they do not recommend, they do not recommend elective hospital in Limerick, Clare or anywhere in the Midwest. So there is a flaw here and the government that will come after and so on and so on. It'll It'll perpetuate itself because you have somebody there who does not believe in it. So that's Deputy Cahill Crow and Gillian, the CEO, Colette Khan's response on that one. Well, it was a little bit amusing in, in one sense in that Cahill Crow had actually said as well that, uh, you know, take your opportunity here to have a pop at the your seniors, you know, to have a go at um, Paul Reid and Robert Watt, who are not, ele- you know, recommending an elective uh, hospital in the region. But Colette Cowan w- remained very serene and refused to take that opportunity, um, I think, to the amusement of many of the others there. But she did just respond by saying that she has no control over government policy. But she had earlier been very firm that we need an elective hospital in the Midwestern region. Um, so I, I think she tried her best to, to sidestep it because, uh, you know, policy is made by politicians, not by management mm. of the UL Hospitals Group. Uh, overall then, uh, how was it felt the CEO performed before the committee? Well, I, I think it was she was in a very difficult position. She made it very clear that she was very open to answering all the questions, as did all the staff representing uh, the UL Hospitals Group. She outlined all the difficulties that they're facing. She outlined what they are doing in order to address the problems. And she outlined what is needed. And it became very clear that there are shortfalls there in policy. She did not shy away, I think, from any of the questions presented uh, to uh, the, the group, as you'll hear in this clip. Since I'm the accountable officer of UL Hospitals Group, and I don't believe there is failings with management in UL Hospitals Group. Management is a broad stroke uh, name. There's a lot of staff that work in management roles within the hospital system. On the day that HICWA arrived to do their unannounced inspection, the ED was exceptionally busy. We had COVID circulating, a number of staff went out sick 
very quickly that morning, even in the half hour that Hick were in the emergency department. I did not say I, I don't feel responsible or accountable. Um, as a CEO, you feel I'm account I am the accountable officer. I, there are certain areas I can control and I cannot control. So I cannot control capacity. I cannot close the doors of the emergency department. My aim and drive every day is to ensure that any patient that walks into our emergency department who may have to wait is treated when they arrive, that they're seen and that they get care in the system. And that we work on all day, every day. I spent two hours with HICWA the day they were on site. And we talked at length about all of the issues that we've discussed here today. And HICWA are a very supportive regulator and do work with us. So we do feel responsible. We feel accountable. We've come through a pandemic after two years. We have a fatigued workforce. We know that. We're trying to work with them, put all sorts of improvements in place to help them. It's a continuous cycle of improvement. But at the end of the day, if the ambulance service is bringing us on average 400 additional patients a, a month for care, if people are attending our emergency department other than going to other areas, then we have to deal with that. And yes, it is difficult, and we are sorely sorry for patients that have to wait in an emergency department. And believe me, we've all experienced it with our families, and the wait time is very difficult. All right, well, that was the Colette Cowan uh, there, the CEO of uh, the UL Hospitals Group, and uh, Gillian, our Head of News, thank you very much for that really interesting and comprehensive service, summary of, of such an important issue that we talk about regularly here on Limerick Today. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett.